0: Do you have any more thoughts about attractive character?
1: Well, that that's a great segue into the next segment. We're going to talk about the value ladder. Because once you've established a good attractive character, and and no doubt there's probably a lot of work you could do to establish your story and, and that know, like, and trust, but where are you going to send people at the proper times? And that's the value ladder. Welcome to the Quick Talk
0: Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss... Business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. Ten out of ten people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can everybody, welcome to the quick talk podcast. hope you're doing great. It's a new week it's a new opportunity uh, It's kind of everywhere under every bush do you smell it I can smell it I can taste it in the air I'm a little excited because my good buddy Derek Smallwood is in Michigan hanging out with me all the way up from Arkansas. How What's you up guys Derek? What's up Josh? Hey uh, it's beautiful weather here right Derek <laughs> yeah
1: I've been up here every single time it's horrible weather Josh. <laughs> you keep telling me it's pretty but every time I'm here it's snowing, icing raining
0: yeah it's been a disaster (laughs) on the weather front michigan really is a beautiful place i promise but i want to keep going with my theme uh, of yesterday's podcast of kind of taking some of the things that i've learned that we've learned building internet-based businesses and kind of tie it back into the home service company right because actually derek if you don't know he is uh works with us at send jim But before that, he had a home service company uh, for quite a while, and he ended up selling that and going full time into his real passion, which is nerdy, awesome internet things. And he's the brains behind a lot of our marketing and the things that we do and the technology. Um, So both of us are kind of in this world. And when I joined Russell Brunson's Inner Circle, I get to bring a a guest or a second person kind of as part of my membership. Well, the logical choice for that was Derek. So we've been consuming so much content and learning so much stuff. And even before the Inner Circle, we were aware of a lot of this stuff and already implementing it. Um, And I thought it was really cool to kind of share it to you guys. And, And the feedback I'm getting is insanely positive and probably because it's different. Like, I don't think you guys have, like, heard this type of stuff in a way that's applied to your service company. And at a minimum, it's really interesting and it's powerful if you can kind of connect the dots and figure it out. And today, uh, when, Derek, I don't know if you heard yesterday's podcast, but I was talking about what, what we've learned selling, you know, tons of money worth of stuff on webinars. And I was tying in, like, the value stack and how to stack value when you're selling and how to tie that into a, a you know your actual in-person presentation to a like a residential customer and that was really 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 cool and today we're going to talk about two other concepts that we use basically every day uh, the first one's called the attractive character and the second thing is called the value ladder and this is directly applicable to your business so what do you got to say to, to open us up derek
1: yeah. So, and uh, re- relating back to your, you know, yesterday's podcast with the the stack, I mean, it's the way the what makes that so um, so useful for us is because we utilize attractive character and and the value ladder to get people in at the right moment, and we'll go into that um, here in just a minute. But mm-hmm. that that's what makes that successful is because of you know. Everything beforehand. That's do it, true. Like the chopping belly- all the wood, getting the right person to the, the webinar. The know, like and trust stuff, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, people have to know like and trust you. And in today's world, I think it's even more important than ever to have an attractive character for your business. Now, you don't have to do this. You could start a company, call it ABC Inc, and you could market and put your little ABC Inc logo and everything and do all of your offers and your ads and everything with ABC Inc and build the brand. And that's not bad, but if you want a shortcut on how to get a lot of momentum in your local town, you can use this concept of the attractive character. Now, you, are the attractive character for your small business. I'm the attractive character for Send Jim. I'm the person that's out there that's being vulnerable, that's being transparent, that's not just teaching, but is inspiring and motivating. And the attractive character should be the most excited person on the planet for your service or product that you're offering, right? And maybe you're an introvert, doesn't matter. Like this will still work. But to give you some backstory, where Russell developed this concept of the attractive character, he started doing research on like mass movements. And the short story version of it is all mass movements start with a charismatic leader or an attractive character. Those are interchangeable, like, synonymous terms, like charismatic leader, attractive character. So if you look at, like, politics or business or religion, you look at Apple, Steve Jobs is the attractive character. You you take Steve Jobs out of Apple entirely, it's a completely different story, right? And uh, it's not that the people that were working in Apple weren't super competent and weren't, like, making really cool stuff. But look at what big, how big of a difference it would have made if he was out of the picture, right? Well, in your small town, you can create, a, like, a miniature mass movement in your local town if you do this right. And there's different attributes uh, associated with, like, Jesus Christ, for example. Like, he did a pretty good job starting a mass movement, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and even Hitler, he talks about, neg- like, on the negative side, what they do is, like, they do all this stuff, and we won't get too rabbit-trailed, but they always have, like, a future-based cause, and so you can do this with your service company if you just stick with us here. We're going to explain it a, a little bit more. But <laughs> how am I doing so far, Derek? Yeah,
1: uh, and you can actually um, begin by just really laying out your story. Uh, what is it that's the back the backstory on your ideal attractive character? And you can um, have this epiphany in that story that basically uh, would be relatable to your audience that says that you were on this certain journey, and then one day you realized X, Y, and Z, and that's when you pivoted and you made this change. Mm-hmm. And then you can relate that to your ideal customers, and they will be able to follow along with that and say, you know, if I'm experiencing these same type things, then um, this holds a solution that I need because this person... Um, also has gone that gone with that, and so you can detach those ideas from your own into other things like social proof. So you can, uh, when you start relating other people's successes or the things that they also went through as a, an, a as an epiphany, then you can you know detach that idea as your own, and then people will actually start you know no like and trusting you as an attractive character. Yeah, and they start rooting for you, and maybe
0: your epiphany you know, Russell calls it an epiphany bridge, and it's a little different from the world we're in to a home service company, but you could, your aha moment, your big epiphany could be the moment that you realized that you had to start your own company, that you had no choice, that the company you're working for, they just didn't really care about their customers as much, but you really did, and you thought it was ridiculous that there wasn't a, a company in your hometown that did it this certain way and actually put people first, whatever it is, or or you've had your first baby, and you realize like you want to be in control of your destiny, and that the, the way to do that is to serve your community the highest level like whatever that story is when people can rally behind that idea and then the future-based cause is like you know your goal is to employ create 50 new local jobs for your community and you could tie that story into the attractive character story right and then people can rally behind it like it's really flexible and you can do this a lot of different ways you could also have an epiphany where you finally realized like how serious like the dirty roof roof stuff was and how bad it is for people's roof. And then you became passionate about solving this problem and educating people. Um, hopefully you guys can see where we're going with this. Like people buy from people a lot easier, um, than they buy from a, just a company, right? Like they'll, they'll give you money as an attractive character easier than they just give a corporation money. Uh, and not only that, but like nobody in your local market is even thinking about this stuff so that you have a super secret advantage by even like considering this let alone applying it do you have any more thoughts about attractive character
1: well that that's a great segue into the next segment we're going to talk about the value ladder because once you've established a good attractive character and and no doubt there's probably a lot of work you could do to establish your story and and that know, like, and trust, but where are you going to send people at the proper times? And that's the value ladder. And so here at Send Gym, we have a value ladder, and many of many of you guys have gone through it or you've maybe noticed that there's certain times in which a pitch has changed or the stack, as Josh was saying, is is changed um, to get you to the next level. Well, you can do that in your in your service business as well. It, it, and you have a uh, small, medium, and large items on this value ladder typically at a simple, you know, a lot of people have like 15 million things on their value ladder. But on a simple level, Josh and I were doing some thinking today and uh, for a few examples on what a lead entry um, level of a value ladder, uh, your core service would be kind of the middle. And then your high ticket sweet cheese level, Mm -hmm. the high Mm -hmm. ticket level, um, where you're making some money. Um, so how would that relate Josh to, uh, like say a lawn care company? Okay. Well it's, it all starts, uh, and we do have some like spitballed ideas that we scribbled down,
0: but it all starts with you telling a story, right? And so the attractive character tells a story. Humans are hard coded to relate to, engage with, and crave stories. Like that's just the way it is. Like (laughs) even with, uh, Movies, right? Like you look at that industry, it's all about this story. It starts out with an attractive character, then something happens, and then there's like the middle and there's conflict, and then there's there's this resolution, the future based cause, or whatever. So, when you're making content, whether it's Facebook Live videos, or ads, or videos that you're going to run, when you're vulnerable and authentic and telling your story, uh, that's all really good and that gets people to engage with you. Uh, But in your case, as a service business, you want to have a call to action with the stuff that you're teaching or talking about or being passionate about. So the question becomes, like, what's your call to action? So if you're a lawn care company and you're, like, telling your story about how you grew up in generational poverty, but, you know, then you had this aha moment because you met this mentor and then you realize that he had a service business and you realized, gosh, you know, I think I can do this too because you genuinely care about people. And then you had a baby and it pushed you over the edge. You started ABC Lawn Service and it's your life's passion and you're consumed by it and you're excited by it. So now people are, like watching this and like, God, this guy's awesome. Like this attractive character is so much cooler than like just these other companies that just spam me with like direct mail, but I don't know who they are. Right. So, okay. So that's happening. Where do you send them? Well, if you want to utilize the concept of a value ladder, you typically send people to the bottom of the value ladder first. And then we try to ascend them up through. So for example, if you, maybe you do like yard cleanup or a one-time shrub trimming or something. That might be a low ticket entry point that a lot of people could use. So like it's applicable to a wide net. Um, so what you can do is you can make all of your content and your ads telling your story and you send them to this this step one in the value ladder. That we call that like the entry point for the lead. So they come in. It might not be super ultra profitable, but it doesn't matter. Okay, because the whole point of the value ladder is that you're putting in a whole bunch of people at the bottom and then a portion of them will go up to the middle part and then a portion of them will go up to the high ticket part. Oh, sorry, my phone's ringing in the background. That's okay, we keep it raw on the Quick Talk podcast. So as you ascend them up, you make more and more and more money. But what this is essentially, what we're really talking about is a system. It's a model, okay? And it's a model that's different than maybe what you've heard before. Uh, so maybe you get all these people to hire you for the long cleanup, and uh, that's all fine and dandy and you don't maybe you break even or you don't make a ton of money because of your ad spend and stuff and that's great Uh, but a portion of them if you build a follow-up system or you use retargeting or you use segmenting which i'll have derek talk about a portion of them are going to go to your core service which is like weekly lawn service for example or if you're a window cleaning company maybe that means they're getting inside and out window cleaning twice a year and they're your your customer right then a portion of them will go up to your high ticket thing, whether it's a roof cleaning up sell or it's some sort of hardscape or retaining wall or something. If you're in the lawn business, whatever it is, like you can fill in the blanks. Um, but I just said a whole bunch of stuff. People's heads are exploding. Why don't you Boom. Yeah.
1: downshift and <laughs> explain a little I bit. don't know that this will be downshifting necessarily, but when you're segmenting your list to sell to this value ladder, um, what I like to do is put people into these buckets is what type of buyers they are. Um, you know, Are they uh, a value buyer, they're always looking for the cheapest thing. Are they a premium buyer? Are they looking for the th- the thing that provides them the most value for um, you know at a premium price that's going to provide them with what they're looking for? Um, or are they just looking for, um, something for free because they really haven't established any kind of relationship with you yet. So when you're building your segmented list, um, you can segment into buyer groups um, and you can also segment into service groups and so that way your marketing is more relatable to that type of, um, to that customer. So <clears throat> if if you're a, a, a carpet cleaner, um, people that you're just going out and doing spot removal, which is your lead entry level um, for a carpet cleaner, probably, Um, you know, those types of buyers should be in the same segment because you would want to market to them to try to get them to go to the next ascended level, which would be like a regular carpet cleaning service. So if you have all of your people that are at the bottom of your value ladder, then it makes it much easier to talk to that group of people to start getting them to go to the next level, and so that's what segmenting is all about. Here at Sin Gym, we have you know buckets um, people that buy courses, so we have course buyers, uh, app buyers, you know because it is an app, and then um, book buyers and um, and you know free course buyers. So we've got you know I've got everybody segmented in, and so that way when we launch something new or some sort of new um, New promotion, we have that group of people that we're going to talk to that we can most relate to where they are in our value ladder. So, in a practical tip, like,
0: because I know people are thinking, well, how do I do this? Like, I'm confused. Well, if you use a CRM, which you have to because it's a foundational piece of software for your company, like, you have to have that mothership software where all of your leads and your prospects are, where your schedule is, your billing is kind of in there. You know, there's a lot in the home service industry you got you got Housecall Pro, and you got the Customer Factor, and you got Service Monster, Service Autopilot, and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, in your CRM, typically you can add tags to people. So just as a practical tip, for example, every new person that calls in and takes your low ticket kind of entry point off, or you can tag them with something. And then uh, if, they, if they buy your core service and they move up to the middle, Uh, and they're a regular kind of middle customer, it's a great, great thing. You can tag them something else, and then if they buy some super high-ticket thing, you could tag them something else. Uh, The reason you do that is so that you can pull lists later. Like, there's so much money left on the table because we get blinders on or we're working in the business too much to even be strategic about this stuff. Like, there's a lot of reasons. But there's so much money left on the table in regards to your current customers. Like, if you looked at your actual book of business tons of people haven't bought some of the other services that you offer but you don't really have a a clear strategy or a system built to like pull those lists those dynamic lists you know we used to pull all kinds of dynamic lists for our sales team to make phone calls or we would do an email thing or we would do all kinds of different stuff Uh, but you got to be capturing the data correctly in the front end to even be able to do that but it's kind of like free money because you got to remember there's only three ways that you guys are going to make money you can either go get new customers which is awesome or you can get more money from your current customers. But because some of you guys aren't organized, you, and not that this is hard, like if you just studied for a few hours on like how to do this with your CRM and did the boring training stuff and watch the tutorial videos for your CRM, like you could figure this out. But getting more money from your current customers is like, it's almost free other than your time of pulling lists, but they've, and plus they've already given you money so they know like and trust you. And then the third way is to increase the frequency at which people buy from you, right? Um, So, you know, just keep that in mind as a side note. But this is kind of simple stuff, really. And let's talk about retargeting or about follow-up sequences to try to get people to move up through the value ladder, then we'll close it out.
1: Yeah, and so with your um, when you have all these tags and these segmented lists, then you're able to, you know, export those lists and, and do remarketing, whether that's paid ads through Facebook or follow up with email or even um, uh, any number of things, boots on the ground, you're gonna go visit all these people in person, or maybe you're gonna send a send gem sequence to these people. Um, remarketing is key because, those are the people that are most likely to buy an additional thing from you or buy, you know, they're on your list, and so they're more likely to buy because they're more than likely either a warm or a hot customer as opposed to cold, which is somebody that doesn't know you at all. Yeah, they've raised their hand at some point. Yeah, and they've said, hey, I want to be on this list. Um, you know, I think it's important that you um, – you think about your remarketing list from the perspective as to what bucket and segment that they're in, and you relate those ads um, to move people up your value ladder from the point that they're at right now. And so the the better organization you have with segmenting your list into these buckets, the more success you're gonna have when it's time to remarket them. Um, And it
0: can be really simple. Like honestly, for a service company, It could be little simple emails, not novels, not 500,000 characters of text, but so they come in to your little shrub cleaning, your little low ticket thing. They come in and they should get a series of emails from you just kind of unpacking your story, linking them to different resources, talking about do it yourself tips and just letting them know about the next step on the ladder. Like, hey, we mow lawns and we're the best ever and check out our founder's story. Check out why we are by far the, you know, the most interesting lawn mowing company in the entire region. Click here, right? So you're kind of like getting them to like sniff around the idea that they should hire you to do this other thing. Well, then a portion of them will and once they do that then they continue to get these little clever emails from you and you start unpacking your high ticket back-end thing like did you know that we are the you know we won awards three years in a row for retaining walls because of blah 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 blah, or whatever uh, is applicable for you once you write these emails the first time they just run on autopilot in the background and you can have a lot of crms will send like Um, certain emails if they're tagged a certain way or they'll send a second set of emails if they're tagged a different way and a third set if they're tagged a third way Um, and even if they don't you could do this stuff in MailChimp or some sort of email autoresponder we use ConvertKit we love ConvertKit super cool Um, but here's my main summary point and then Derek can have his closing thoughts here's my point guys You need to spend time and invest time being strategic with all this stuff. I know it's overwhelming, I know in your brain you're like, oh my god, oh my god, right? Like, (laughs) either you don't have enough money or you have too much work and it's this vicious cycle of craziness. But if you don't ever Sit down and build a simple plan, a system, some sort of way to do business. If you don't ever establish that, you're going to, by definition, get stuck at some point. You might be growing like crazy right now. In fact, I talked to a guy last week who did like over 100K his first year and he's got some swag and he's like, you know, crushing it. And that's really cool, right? Um, but he, he, you can't just keep doing that forever without having systems and things that are scalable and being able to train other people on how to do it you gotta like standardize this stuff. And so this is just some clever ideas kind of from our current world, selling software and things on the internet, back to you guys. You got any closing thoughts, Derek?
1: Yeah, um, and Relating back to the attractive character, there's other non-competing companies more than likely in your same market that you could partner with and together share a story with your audience. It it does a couple of things. It cross-pollinates the list so that maybe... Um, their, their customers would be more than likely you know, with that recommendation to do business with you and vice versa. It's a great way to do a joint venture, um, a joint partnership on some sort of little campaign that you could do. Um, and it's great because it, think about the movie Ocean's Eleven. Um, you might not be a fan of Brad Pitt, but you are of Julia Roberts. And this is, um, you know, so you're going to go see the movie and just because of her, but then you see Brad Pitt and so you maybe slightly fall in love a little bit with him even though you didn't like him before because the attractive character that got you there in the first place made you see um, the other person in their best light and so it makes you more than likely um, going to you know, also do business with that company that you're sharing the spotlight with. And, that is so good. Yeah. So the the last thought that I'd like to just encourage all you guys. Josh w- works his butt off, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, this, you know, honestly, it's been uh, just such a such a blessing to work with him and everything. And I would like for you guys to go to iTunes and take some time and leave us. Uh, you know, a a positive review on the value that you've gotten from not only this podcast episode, but ones in the past. And that would uh, just do us a huge favor. Yeah, I call it a digital high five. like (laughs) (laughs) A a virtual fist bump, if you will.
0: It's awesome.
1: And that's (laughs) such
0: a cool analogy with the Ocean's Eleven. There are non-competing other home service companies in your area. You need to go meet them. You need to stop sitting in your cave and reading blog posts about like, the PSI on your pressure cleaning machine. Like, give me a break. Get out there. Be the attractive character. If you're not excited about your business, why in the world is anybody else going to be? And the fact is, is that if your phone's not ringing, here's the deal. No one knows you exist. No one knows Jim exists. Like, it takes a minute, but you have to be working it and putting it out there and being passionate about it. You got to be consistent with it. You guys got to go do the stuff. You can't just be in the field mowing lawns or doing janitorial or doing maid service or whatever it is you do. If you're in the field, you are not going to be able to scale and grow your business. You got to be. I always say, become the guy that does the stuff. And really, what I mean by that, if I if I think about it now, is what I mean is become the attractive character. Everybody in your town needs to know that you're the guy that does the stuff. Oh, oh that's Tom. He's the guy that does the stuff. Oh, Tom, Tommy, what's up, Tom? How does that happen? By you, by you putting yourself out there, by networking, by not just joining the chamber, but crushing the chamber by being a leader among leaders by leading your employees by creating momentum just emotional momentum and social momentum and not just sales momentum, but having relationships. So you are the attractive character. Trust me, your story is interesting. You don't think it is. Other people will think it is. Be vulnerable. Don't try to act like a hot shot. It won't work. Don't try to act like you have it all figured out. Just be who you actually are right now and it will start to work and be consistent. You know, little tiny companies always try to act like they're huge, giant corporate things. And then the huge corporate giant things always try to pretend like they're really little companies, right? <laughs> Isn't that funny? But You don't have to act like something you're not. Just be you. If it's just you, that's part of your story. Own it. And then when you hire a first person, like, own that. Talk about that. Stories are interesting. Humans love stories. Uh, But when you just, like, do the standard run-of-the-mill, red ocean strategies that everybody does, you're not really standing out. And the biggest differentiator you have from your competitors is you. So, that being said, uh, thank you in advance for the five-star iTunes review. Whoop, 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 whoop. And copy the URL. Of this podcast episode and share it with other people that need encouragement. They don't be like selfish with with free content. Like share it to the world. Let people know that exists. That's a huge value add back to us. I appreciate all of you. Uh, I'll let Derek close us out. Have a good day. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> 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 <laughs>